Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Here's a question. If we gave you $3 million immediately, but you could no longer use anything China-related, would you take the deal? Okay. You get three million bucks, but you can never ever again purchase anything that comes out of China. Now, right. Uh, your cell phones. All tech gone. Yeah. All tech gone. Probably a lot of the clothing you love to wear gone. Right. All the cheap stuff you get at the, the uh you know, the stores. Right. The dollar stuff mm-hmm. gone. Yeah, but three million bucks. Did you take the three million? No more would, Under Armour for you. I'd like to try. I'm okay with that. Uh, I'd like to try it. <laughs> it's not a try. It's not a. <laughs> the phone would be a tough one. Yeah. I guess. To keep that one you've got going for, for the rest of your life. Yeah. Computers. Yeah. That would be, that would be, that'd be difficult. I, I think more than anything, it, you know, from a moral perspective, yeah, I'd love, I could do it. From just a physical perspective, it'd be tough to actually do. You could no longer drive a lot of cars. Right. Because there would be the Chinese components. A lot of your appliances, most of your appliances. Mm-hmm. Like when you really get your head wrapped around what comes out of China. Yeah. It's like probably 80% of everything we yeah. own. Yeah. Three million bucks, no more laundry and no more <laughs> <laughs> dishwashing. That, yeah. That's tough. It is. You know, because immediately we just go, yeah, sure, three million, I'll take it. But then try to go through life. Right. And you have to go out and buy stuff because you can't use Amazon. No. <laughs> no, you'd have to go to stores and you'd have to buy everything old and used. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, you keep your three million. That seems like a pain. It, it does. <laughs> it, it really does. When you when you think about it in the grand scheme, thirty of million. Yeah, okay. Now, if you like everything new, I mean, listen, you can find a lot of stuff. You can buy used cars. You could buy used appliances. I mean, you could find your way around this, I guess. And you've got three million bucks. So even with the interest on that, you could still buy yourself a great used car. Mm. You know. But yeah, just day to day, it would it would be a struggle. Anyhow, more than half say yes because we just see. The, of course, we see, see the cash, see the dollar signs. Yeah, but uh, I think I agree with you. I, I I I think I would immediately take the cash, but I think I'd almost immediately regret it. Yeah. How would you like to have your own official William Wallace sword hanging on your wall? Oh. You can, and you can get it at the Home Depot. What? That's right. They sell more than spackle over there. Uh, actually, they don't sell it in stores. They don't have like a, some sort of a medieval section in the, uh, in the store. Online, they were selling these, uh, Braveheart replica swords and they're all sold out. It's a legit sword that looks just like the one in the movie. It's a uh, 64 inches or just over five feet. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I guess William Wallace was a big guy, which interesting enough, Mel Gibson is not. No. Isn't Mel Gibson about 64 inches? <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, it's, you know, the uh, the whole medieval thing. We, we've we heard recently that the thing about um, men dreaming about going back to, like, Roman Empire days. Oh, right, yeah. It's it's all phallic, I think. Yeah, it, it's... It, <laughs> we were watching one of those home improvement shows the other day, and someone was walking into, walked into, like, the bedroom, mm-hmm. and there's, like, three swords 
on the wall. I was like, why, why, <laughs> what draws that in your bedroom of all things? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, a lot of people see it as art. And I know certainly a lot of dudes, it's one of those things, a lot of younger guys, when they, uh, get their first place, it seems like hanging a sword on the wall. Yeah. Here's my katana. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And there was a guy actually who uh, texted us earlier who admitted that he had a set on his wall. Right. And there's people who are very much into Japanese and Chinese uh, art. And with that comes a lot of that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if it's handed down to you through generations, by mm-hmm. all means, throw it up on the wall. If yeah. You, <laughs> but if it's the only thing you own. I sense I that a couple of questions for most guys who go out and buy one of these sets or a big sword and hang it on the wall. The minute that a woman's in their life, that sword is going back in the box, <laughs> going down in the basement. I use it for cutting watermelon. <laughs> uh, of course, on the Home Depot website, people were asking questions. They were intrigued by the sword. They wanted to know, is this sword suitable for overthrowing an oppressive English monarchy? <laughs> <laughs> Someone claimed they had a fire, live, large, fire-breathing dragon in their yard. They needed to slay it. Will this work, or should I hire an exterminator? I would suggest you always go with a dragon right. exterminator. And they also want to know if it's good for slaying vampires. That's important. Mm-hmm. Is this sword sharp and sturdy enough to carry into battle, or is it just suitable for a bit of light pillaging? Right. You're like a light, little light pillaging on the weekend. Is knighthood included or does it cost extra? <laughs> I feel for the people who have to deliver this thing. You know, a five-foot metal sword can't be easy to carry around. No. And you know the dude who gets it, the first thing he's going to do is throw it up in the air and yell freedom. You know, I had a, speaking of delivery stuff, so a gift we had bought for Christmas, and this is just an example of how sometimes the whole ordering off of Amazon really does work. Um, it, it used to be a time that if you ordered anything online, you were so worried, especially with clothing, if it wouldn't fit, then trying to return it was always a pain in the mm-hmm. arse. But this particular item we bought, I didn't, I didn't have to, to do anything. All I had to go back online to Amazon and say, uh, want to return it. And the next day, there was a guy at the front door. Did I didn't have to print a label. I didn't have to do anything. I just had to be there to hand it to him. Handed it to him within 12 hours. My refund was on my visa. Wow. I recently bought something at a store and had to return it. I returned it. Three days later, the <laughs> refund hasn't shown up. <laughs> this this piece of clothing we bought probably went back to Thailand. <laughs> and somebody else is already wearing it. Anyhow, finally, someone said of the, uh, the Braveheart sword that you could order at Home Depot, if I hold this above my head and say, by the power of Grayskull, <laughs> will I finally become master of the universe? Yeah, try again, He-Man. Asking for a friend. Well, as if January isn't bad enough. You know, you had the Blue Monday at the beginning of the month, which was the most depressing day of the year, supposedly. And now we learn that January is sometimes called Divorce Month. Oh. Because it's when divorce lawyers see a bit of an uptick in clients. That's a, that's a new meaning to their whole Let's Talk campaign. Yeah. <laughs> when your partner's asking you to talk in January, look out. Yeah. Want to talk in a divorce lawyer's office? Let's talk. Yeah. At my lawyer's. Yeah, actually, let's not talk together. Why don't you just talk to my lawyer? Yeah. There's a, a spike in the number of people looking for a divorce advice this month, possibly because they were waiting to get through the holidays. 
And that right. doesn't mean they're necessarily filing for divorce right now. A lot of people just put feelers out. <laughs> and I would What's say, this going to cost me? <laughs> right. And I would say just not even arming yourself, but having the knowledge. Because I think so many of us go through life on so many different levels. Not understanding how anything really works until it happens to us. Right. Could be from employment law. You know, what are my rights if I get fired? Because inevitably, if you, if you're lucky enough to go through life never getting sacked, that's rare. Mm -hmm. Especially in today's day and age when companies don't want you around for a long time because they got to keep paying you more. So it's good just to talk to a lawyer to find out, hey, like it would be interesting. Not that I'm looking for a divorce. <laughs> but my children are all growing up now. Right, yeah. So what am I on the hook for compared mm. to say what you would be on the hook for? Gotcha. Uh, again, it's good just to know these things. <laughs> should it come up? should. <laughs> well, I mean, it starts with, you know, the knowledge of how much does it cost to even talk to the lawyer. Right. Because a lot of people struggle with this. I don't even want to talk to a lawyer because they're going to charge me right. just to have the phone call. Um, and, and you're right. Uh, things like, and both of you, both you and I are dealing with this, the loss of a parent mm -hmm. when someone passes away, you know, it, I'd be honest, it'd be just, just like, all right, well, I'm going to inherit something. Let's just, when does it get in my bank account? <laughs> it doesn't, kids. It doesn't, no. It doesn't. <laughs> I'm still waiting. It's just coming out of my bank account is all that's happening. Right. When I met with the lawyer to start this back in February of last year, it, it cost me 4500 bucks right out of the gate. All right. I'm into five figures now just carrying my dad's estate. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. And one of those things that, you, you know, you don't ask questions about. You no. don't really prepare for. No. Um, you know, you hope your parents prepare for it. Yeah. In terms of, you know, closing off their stuff or at least organizing uh, their affairs. But you, you really don't. You're, you're right. There's so many things that we go through that we just really don't know. You and I could go like for a, um, maybe a, a couple session at a divorce lawyer. <laughs> Just find out for your sake and mine. We we'll get we'll, we'll we'll split the cost. Right. Yeah. It's uh, well. Listen, and and you learn things, and I certainly have learned things in in all of this process. And uh, I will share share this uh, little piece of information. Uh, if uh, you have a, a one parent left and they own a home, it's still better not for your name to be on that home. Yes, you can sell it and flip it faster after they pass, mm -hmm. but you are going to pay capital gains on that because your name is on the property. Ah. But if it's an inheritance, it's there's no tax on inheritance. Right. But you have to go then through the whole probate process. Gotcha. To get that inheritance. Interesting. Yeah. There was no money in his account, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> There literally was about $7. He passed away on January 24th of last year, and on Feb 1st, his condo fees were due, and he didn't have the money to cover it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's been, I guess, it's, yeah, as of this week, been a year, right? I've paid every dime since. My goodness. Yeah. Keep calling the bank. Can you give me another 10 grand on my line of credit? <laughs>
I think I'm good for it. And I have a running total of like what the inheritance would be if we sold the condo at set dollar. Right. And you know, like that, um, what's that world clock that's ticking <laughs> downwards? Mine. The Armageddon? Yeah. It, my, it's my, mine's at the Armageddon inheritance. It's, I think when it's all said and done, I'll probably see $12.37 out of the deal. Would you rather make very little money to be a, like, pizza taste tester or make 200 grand a year as a telemarketer? <sighs> Meaning, would you rather live a life where you didn't make much money but you loved your job? Right. Or hated your job every day but made a ton of dough? I think a lot of people would answer that they're in the category that they hate their job every day and are not making a ton of dough. <laughs> so if you can show me a job where I make 200 grand as a telemarketer outside the Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> where you're just calling people and taking off of them. You know, I, I think it depends, too, on what stage you're of, of your life you're in. If you're young and single, yeah, sure, making very little and being a pizza taste tester sounds great to me. But if you got a mortgage and kids, you might have to suck it up and take that telemarketing job. Right. You know, the other thing too is that there's, you know, I, I don't think there's many telemarketing jobs making 200 grand a year. And in fact, most jobs that do make that uh, don't end uh, when you leave the office. Mm. And if that's work life balance is something for you, that, that can be difficult. People were asked if they would prefer a job they love or a high-paying job. Most say they'd pass on the extra money to have a job they enjoyed. And that's just the answer we go to to look course. good. Of course, yes. That's what we've done. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm just, look at me. Look at the way I dress, the car I drive. Right. I'm sitting here panic about, panicking about my crawl space <laughs> flooding, so... Uh, yeah, I listen. I don't know. I, I've found a career that I uh, that I absolutely love, and uh, it's uh, well, it paid really well for like a couple of years. Mm. There was a period there where it was <laughs> unbelievably good, uh, but uh, not so much since. But then, listen, if you break it down, and I have family members who say this all the time to me, they go, if you break your hour down, if you break your salary down to an hourly wage, right? it's, it's, it's very really good. good. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you'll look at others who are, you know, continually on strike, uh, are, that are making what seems like a pretty decent wage. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so even those who seem to have money don't seem all that happy with it. No. Uh, when it comes to the work-life balance, most would choose a job that fit better in their life over a job that paid more, that required more of their time, energy, and mental bandwidth on any given day. And as you said, the more money you make, the more devotion you have to have to the job. And I think that's one of the things that we, I think, as a society came out of the pandemic with, mm. is more of this work-life balance, more of let's complete the bucket list stuff and... uh and just, there's a lot of me. It went from me too to me, me. Yeah, the problem is, I and I get this, work-life balance and spending time with family and more of uh, focusing on the things you enjoy and bucket lists. But you got to have a job that pays you to enjoy those things. True. You know, you can't just sit at home. Right. And uh, hope everything just comes your way. Well, there was a period that we, we did. And yeah. I think that's where we, <laughs> wait a minute, the government's going to pay me to sit at home? Yeah. And I can save that up, maybe do something for me. 
There was uh, some show we were watching recently, some some uh, series we were binging, and I can't remember what because we binge a lot of series. But a lot of it uh, was filmed um, in the evening where people would get called back. They were like high-end lawyers. Well, it might have been billions. It was billions we were watching. And Maria had commented, like, are they always on call? And I'm like, yeah, when you're making, you know, a million dollars plus a year, your phone is always on. Right. And if the boss man says get to the office at 3 a.m., you're getting up and going. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's and, – and for many, they don't want that. And I get that. Many people just work for the weekend, as Loverboy once said. Right. You know, do your 9 to 5, uh, put in your hours. It's also why a lot of people uh, who think it's sexy and fun to own your own business realize quickly thereafter that it is not because it's always on your mind. Mm-hmm. You're always trying to figure out another way to make more money, to improve on your business. To it's make stressful. It, yes. Most of us just want to punch in and punch out. Anyhow, uh, almost all say they define success based on happiness, contentment, and fulfillment over wealth, status, and achievement. I call complete and utter (laughs) BS on that. All right, Lucky, put on your your, uh, sex helmet. I mean, your football helmet. Right. This Sunday, AFC Championships, Ravens and Chiefs and uh, 49ers and Lions. Oh, man. Who's going to the Super Bowl? You know these things. Whew, what a great weekend of football. Well, it really, really is. And that's like, long talked about that these uh, championships, the conference championships games are really the sometimes better than the Super Bowl, Super Bowl game itself. Yeah, a lot of people enjoy them a lot more. Um, you know, Chiefs-Ravens is going to be a fantastic game. You're talking about two of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the game right now. Um, and and with that, the Chiefs have been on just such a roll. Mm. So just taking down teams. Um, and, you know, another great game against the Bills uh, last week. One of those kind of epics comes down to a missed field goal by Buffalo. Uh, I, I don't know if you can stop the Chiefs' run right now and, and just the, the way that they're playing. Um, and then on the other side, you've got just uh, what could be a storybook for the Lions. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Talk about a franchise that has been in the depths of the dumpster for so long, like 20, 30 years now. They've never even – they've never made it to the show. Right. right? To, to have that opportunity, but but – you know, Brock Purdy and, and the San Francisco 49ers have been a story. The question mark is Christian McCaffrey's running back for the 49ers and whether or not he's fully healthy and will be able to, uh, to, to go. I mean, he's dealing with a leg injury. He's been playing through it, but, um, without him in full effectiveness, uh, things tip towards the Lions. I, I think it, this is San Francisco's game to lose. But there's a lot of people rooting to see the Lions make a Super Bowl. So you're saying 49ers and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Right. All right. Well, if I took say ten grand against my line of credit, <laughs> all right, I'll uh, follow your lead. Right. I got a lot of friends uh, in the in and around uh, the Windsor, Detroit area, so certainly I would be uh, cheering for the Lions if I had to pick one. And I, I, I just I'm, I'm done with Taylor Swift. So <laughs> I never even started with her. I was never a fan to begin right. with. Right. But uh, we shall see. It's always an exciting... Uh, exciting you shall join Usher on stage February 11th. Oh, is he the uh, halftime? He's the, uh, yeah, he's mm. the entertainment. You never know. Robert De Niro wants to be around as long as he can to enjoy his nine-month-old daughter. He's 80. He says, uh, I love being a dad. 
He says, everything that I'm consumed with or worried about just goes away when I look at her. She has a very sweet kind of way of looking at you and just taking you in. He has six other kids from previous relationships from ages 11 to 51. Wow. He's got an 11-year-old, too? Yeah. Oh, Bobby. Bobby D, getting busy. I don't know how he has time to make all those movies. Well, I guess that's why he has to make all those movies. <laughs> true. Six, seven kids to raise. Jake Gyllenhaal is the new Dalton in Roadhouse. But instead of being a professional bouncer, as Patrick Swayze was in this remake of Roadhouse, he's a former UFC fighter who's down on his luck when he takes this bouncing job. And if you've seen him, Jake is cut for this role. I was going to say, there's a guy, he's done a couple of boxing movies too, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the transformation. It's unbelievable. Not that he was, like, overweight to begin with. It wasn't Kevin James <laughs> to start. He, he had a pretty good start. Yeah. He started with a, a good head start. Conor McGregor shows up as one of the bad guys. It's its first film role. There's already some controversy, though. The director is boycotting the film's premiere at the South by Southwest Film Festival because Amazon has decided to stream it rather than put it in theaters. Oh. He says Amazon will sell more toasters if it has more subscribers. It will have more subscribers if it doesn't have the complete movie in the theaters. They're using Roadhouse to sell plumbing fixtures. Right. So... Yeah, it's the way that things are going now, mm -hmm. right? That, you know, streaming uh, and its popularity and, you know, the money made on subscriptions for streaming, like Netflix saying new subscribers are up again. And now, you know, announced this week, the WWE World Wrestling uh, has gone to Netflix. Yeah, The Rock is involved with the WWE now, board of directors, or he's, right. all, he's maybe running it, or he's... But, a as of next year, uh, like January, the the rights to hmm. WWE. If you want to watch WWE, you're gonna have to be a Netflix subscriber. I would say that more and more sports are heading that way. I mean, I if, I've always been surprised with the Leafs, certainly uh, that they haven't gone to some sort of full on streaming. I mean, I know they tried Leaf TV, and I mean, is that even still a thing? I don't know, but not really. But it, um, they tried anyhow. I think at some point, yeah. Well, and, 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 and this might be the kind of the litmus test, right? Mm -hmm. and, and they have these companies, obviously billions of dollars to throw around. Yeah. Uh, and, and market towards these networks. Uh, we saw, you know, NFL this season do the first half or first quarter, I think was streamed on Peacock. Right. So literally, you know, they went from the pregame show to an opening and then couldn't show you the game. Mm. Could just comment on what was happening, and and went straight to subscriptions. Now most people say, "Well, all right, well, I got a Netflix subscription; it's not going to affect me." But there's a lot of people who you know are are trying to figure out which subscriptions to have, right? Because they can't have seven of them. Plus TV. Yeah, you know, I really have to give my head a shake every now and then when I get my uh, my cable bill and I realize all that I'm paying for that I never watch. Mm -hmm. Just just flushing money down the down the drain every month. But I'm so hooked on television; it's it's tough to pull the uh, pull the plug. And I guess uh, I'm sure the NHL and NBA and Major League Baseball, <clears throat> the NFL, all of them have looked at just taking over their product. 
turning it into a streaming service and making people pay for everything. And they're probably still making more money getting the networks to pay for the rights for it. But uh, who knows? And I mean, certainly for for regular network television, if if live sports ever went to just streaming services, they're dead in the water because that's the only thing people watch network television for any anymore. Right. You know, we'll see. Yeah, well, I mean, there, there's, there's still, there, there's still old school that watch television. Mm. And, and I, I'm one of them in the sense that, you know, I've got a lot of people who've got rocket sticks and all sorts of things that tell me that this streaming is the way to go or right. uh, get off the cable and, you know, you can find everything you want. I have yet to find that convenient. The problem is, and yes, I know you and I, like many other people, our age range are still hooked, but your boys, oh, my right. boys, they don't watch TV. Oh, they don't watch TV at all. My kids will never pay for cable, ever. They, yeah, they just they 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 know all sorts of ways around to find everything they're looking for. So it is a it's dying on the vine, but we'll see. We were mentioning uh, Taylor Swift maybe performing at the the Super Bowl. Well, she might be too busy uh, suing uh, the likes of X or Twitter. Because I guess some pornographic deep fakes of her started going around. The, you know, there's supposedly pictures depicting her sexualized while partially clad in Kansas City chief garbs among hordes of Chiefs fans. These photos have been viewed at least 22 million times before X started cracking down and, uh, and getting them off. Other sites like Facebook, Instagram, Reddit have also been trying to keep the photos from spreading. Taylor is considering legal action, although it's not clear who she'd go after. Right. Well, I, I mean, listen, she's been one to, to lead movements in the music industry mm-hmm. when it comes to, to legal action and owning the rights to her brand, uh, her name, and her image. Yeah. Um. So maybe she's the the one with enough power, star power, to crack down on these things. Yeah. Oh, sir. I mean, it is truly, uh, you know, unfair because of technology. Now you can take the likes of a Taylor Swift or any celebrity and put them. <laughs> <laughs> the most grotesque right. and horrible situations, and it's just not right. So, yeah, maybe she'll have some sway to get that uh, shut down. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.